Hello, everybody, and welcome to our third part of Fantasy Warfare Tournament, The Greatest Tag Teams. And hopefully you've joined us for the last two weeks, where you are available on Facebook, YouTube. Uh, audio versions are going to be available on Spotify, Stitcher, uh, iHeartRadio, iTunes, and wherever else you get your podcasts from. Uh, this is part three. We're going to see who joins us tonight with uh, already Rock and Roll Express. Oh, sorry. The Midnight Express, and also the Dudley Boys advancing uh, the last two weeks. And this time we have another 16 that will include the Rock and Roll Express in this episode. But we have to first see who's joining us. And once again, from Toronto, it's Stephen. How are you? Showing Jim Coronet, the nemesis of the Rock and Roll Express. He's pissed. You called him the Rock and Roll Express. I'm actually yeah, really- well- they had rich history against each other, and Rock and Roll Express are still going strong 38-plus years later, I guess. Um, and Jonesy, from Niagara yeah. Falls, how are you tonight? I'm good. I'm hoping to get a free pair of sunglasses uh, in the first match. I hope he gives them to me. Wonderful. We'll see what happens right. there. Um, so mm-hmm. I'm going to play the video of what we're looking forward to tonight. Stephen will break down the uh, matchups and we'll uh, start breaking them down. Okay, and so that is what we're looking at doing tonight. Steven, you want to run down the uh, card? Yeah, so match one, we have the Heart Foundation versus Crusher and Bruiser. Match two, we have Miracle Miracle Violence versus the Rock and Roll Express. Match three, we have Motor City Machine Guns versus APA. Match four, we have the Brain Busters versus the Rock and Sock Connection. Uh, match five, we have New Age Outlaws versus the Briscoes, not to be confused with last week. This is Jack and Jerry Briscoe. 
Match six, hybrid two versus the Outsiders. Uh, match seven is Lucha Bros versus Legion of Doom slash Road Warriors. What, however you want to think of them. And the eighth and final matchup for tonight is the Bullet Club, Gallows and Anderson, or the Good Brothers, depending on, again, copywriting, uh, versus the New Day. There is some interesting, interesting, interesting matchups. So far, I would say this is probably the most complete bracket, in my opinion. There's a lot of interesting matchups here. Sean, is there a matchup that stands out to you that you're quite interested in? Yeah, uh, it's definitely going to be a uh, stacked card. Last week had a lot of brothers, uh, but these have a lot of uh, good combinations here. Um, I think maybe later on in the uh, second round, there could be some interesting uh, combinations. Uh, as far as first rounders go, maybe uh, looking at the Lucha Brothers and Road Warriors, uh, just the way their histories are and the amount of titles that they've won have a potential. What's your thoughts, Chris? Uh, I think the World Warriors just squished the crap out of the Lucha Brothers. Um, the first round to me is is going to be easy. It's the second round. Yeah, I tend to agree as I was looking over those. Um, what stands out for you, Stephen, before I dive into the Heart Foundation and Crusher and Bruiser? There are some interesting matchups. Some of these, the draws this week are are interesting. I think because I'm looking to round two and going, huh? If this part, if this team wins and this team wins, then what? Yeah, exactly. So I'm I'm interested to see kind of how it shakes out. And then I can see then looking to the semifinals, going, oh well, if these teams win each. Oh God, this will be. So I'm interested to see where we go. Yeah, and we'll see who uh, comes out. Uh, to go against the Midnight Express and uh, Deadly's uh, joining them for the final four. Um, so let's kick it off. I'm starting off with the Heart Foundation against a Bruiser and Crusher. So we have Jim the Anvil Nineheart and Brett the Hitman Heart. They were together in 1985 until 91. Uh, Brett was basically going nowhere as Cowboy Bret Hart. Uh, Anvil was uh, doing nothing, and uh, Brett apparently approached WDE and uh, pitched the idea of putting them together, uh, putting them with Jimmy Hart, who was their manager from 85 to 88. Uh, during their tag team uh, tenure together, they won two WWF uh, tag team uh, titles, they beat the British Bulldogs uh, for their first one, but they ended up losing them to Strike Force, and that was one of the first uh, tag team uh, title matches and the title switches I ever saw. So that's why Strike Force uh, had a huge spot in my uh, memory bank for being a kid and seeing that. Um, then they ended up winning it at SummerSlam uh, 1990. Uh, against Demolition uh, in the best 203 Falls matchup. Uh, they did the whole switcheroo with Crush and uh, 
axe. Uh, Road Warriors came down, or LOD came down to uh, blow the whistle on them, and they ended up picking up the victory. Now, along the way, they did a lot of, uh, in that era, they did a lot of uh, two or three falls matches for tag titles, which is probably the best way of doing any uh, title match instead of all these hot shotting back and forth. I like the that concept. It's gone by the wayside, unfortunately. But after they won their second tag titles, they ended up going against the Rockers, and then there was a possible contract dispute and stuff like that. Anvil was leaving. Uh, during the matchup uh, that they had that was taped for Saturday Night's May event, the top rope ended up breaking. It was also a 203 Falls matchup. And the Rockers ended up winning the tag titles from uh, the Hart Foundation. But things got worked out. And before it aired, which would have had to have a lot of uh, editing to be presented for TV, it got rescinded. And the Rockers, even though they defended against the uh, Power and Glory a couple days later after winning the titles, they got them taken away. The Hurt Foundation ended up uh, still retaining the tag team titles. That match never happened in history. And it wasn't until uh, WrestleMania when the Nasty Boys with Jimmy Hurt by their side took the belts off them. They got inducted into the Hall of Fame in, 19, uh, in 2019. And when PWI did their uh, top 100 tag teams of all time, in 2003, they actually ranked number 37. Now you go over to uh, Dick the Bruiser and Crusher, and Dick the Bruiser uh, was alive from 1929 to 91, so died at age 62. Crusher, whose real name was Reginald Lewiski, uh, was born in 26 and died in 2005 at the age of 79. They uh, worked together in uh, Japan, for uh, Japan Wrestling Association winning the NWA International Tag Team titles once, the AWA Tag Team titles uh, five times, and that was when the AWA was also part of the NWA umbrella, uh, but still had their territories. And so that was under Vern Ganya. And then they won the World Wrestling Association Tag Team titles six times. They uh, won PWI Tag Team of the Year in 1972, and they were Pro Wrestling Hall of Fame in 2005. Now, as much as as a kid, I saw the Hart Foundation and that run, like I said, I saw them uh, lose to the uh, Strike Force and win the titles from Demolition. Eventually, Brett obviously broke off and the career he had. We saw Anvil as who. I didn't get to see uh, Bruiser and Crusher, but looking at what they accomplished, surprisingly, possibly to some people, I'm picking Bruiser and Crusher to move on just because they did the international scene and they might have been two individuals that got together, which I'm not a huge fan of, but they did a lot of success in this total that's 12 tag team titles along with the tag team of the year. The Hart Foundation only have two. So, Steven, what's your pick? Well, this is purely because I'm a Mark. I'm going to the Hart Foundation. I grew up watching them. I mean, Crusher and Bruiser I've seen in more recently on YouTube and on the network. 
but I remember being a mark for the Heart Foundation, Bret Hart. So I'm going the Heart Foundation pure out of heart. Uh, Jonesy, you have to break the tie on this one. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I know. Because I'm, I'm, I'm a Heart Foundation. Well, I'm just going back over uh, to um, Crusher and Bruiser, and I only found that they got the NWA International Tag Championship, and that's it. That's all I've found uh, that he actually did. Um, oh, there's an AW World Tag with – there's Dick there, so five times. Okay. Okay. And six-time World is, uh, Wrestling Association titles. I'd say as far as, as popularity, it'd probably be the Hart Foundation. To me, the Hart Foundation is going to be out of this in the second round anyways. So is Crusher and Bruiser. Um, if we're going by what's on paper, it's Crusher and Bruiser. So Crusher and Bruiser with the... I will admit right now, a surprise upset over the Hart Foundation. Uh, so when we talk about that later on, uh, what was a surprise, this definitely is going to be a surprise. Because when I was even testing out the uh, brackets. At least, I, I, at least I got my sunglasses. Very true. When I was testing out, I was uh, making sure it worked, and I was advancing the Heart Foundation. But, yeah, just looking on paper, and that's what we're trying to figure out who the best tag team is in that regard. I'm uh, trying to put your, our personal feelings aside. Uh, as much as possible, because, you know, we're marks, no matter what. I, it was a mark for Randy Savage in the uh, Greatest World Champions before the Kings uh, episode we did uh, about a month or so ago. So, Stephen, we're moving on to match number two. So we're going to start with Miracle Violence. Uh, it was Dr. Death, Steve William, and Terry Bam Bam Gordy. The team originally formed in JCP, so Jim Crocker Promotions, July 9th of 1987. Um, they wrestled six times together, basically, in and around then. They disbanded, and then in 1990, in All Japan Pro, they came, they uh, teamed back up um, from 90 to 93. Um, they won titles in Japan, at all, in uh, All Japan. Uh, January 30th, 1983 is when they won their fifth title. Um, they won quite a few titles in uh, All Japan Pro. In 92, they actually showed up in WCW, um, where they actually won the tag team titles, defeating the Steiner brothers, July 5th of 92. One week later, they won the vacant NWA Tag Team Champions, defeating Dustin Rhodes and Barry Windham. They held on to both until October of 90, October 92, when they lost to Windham and Rhodes. Uh, they briefly stayed together, uh, had a feud with the Steiner brothers. Didn't really do much other than that in WCW. Then they went into ECW where they actually broke up after uh, October 26th of 1996 uh, after they lost to the Eliminators. Unfortunately, Terry Gordy died on July 16th of 2001, um, which is unfortunate. 
They are a five-time world tag team champion in, in um, All Japan Pro Wrestling. They were PWI Tag Team of the Year in 92. PWA ranked them number 16 in the top, the best 100 tag teams. They're a one-time NWA Tag Team Champ, uh, one-time WCW Tag Team Champ, and they won, like I said, the NWA Tag Team Championship Tournament. And then you have the Rock and Roll Express. Uh, that's Robert Gibson and Ricky Morton. Uh, they began teaming in the early uh, 1980s in Memphis. Uh, they then went to UWF or Mid-South, um, then to Jim Crockett Promotions, the NWA, AWA, Smoky Mountain, uh, WWF, T, uh, NWA. There's, I can't really think of anywhere where they haven't wrestled. Um, they formed in, like I said, in 1983. Um, then they went to, and that was in Memphis. Um, they soon made their way to Mid-South and started a feud. And this literally went on until when they all retired, basically 15, 20 years ago, the Midnight Express and Rock and Roll Express. If you heard one name, you automatically thought of the other. Um, I, I can't think of, if you heard Rock and Roll Express, your the immediate thought should be Midnight Express because they were in the 80s and early 90s, they were what tag team wrestling should be. Um, 85, they went to JCP, so Jim Crocker Promotions. Again, feuded off and on with um, Midnight Express, the Russians. Uh, the Russians, for those who don't know, Ivan Koloff and Crusher Khrushchev, um, Rick Rude, Manny Fernandez, off and on, Arn Ole and Arn Anderson, Tully Blanchard and Arn Anderson, the Four Horsemen. They and then they went on to AWA and and then returned to NWA WCW from between 1988 and 92. They were then in Smoky Mountain, USWA, which is United States Wrestling Association, which is in Memphis, WCW and WWF from 92 to 96, off and on. Again, they won quite a few uh, titles in Smoky Mountain, which was Jim um, Cornette's promotion. Um, but And they feuded with the Heavenly Bodies, uh, Stan Lee and Tom Pritchard. Uh, fun fact, it's the they're the only team that feuded, <laughs> that had a match on WCW pay-per-view and WWF pay-per-view within, I think it was like four months for the Smoky Mountain Wrestling Tag Team Champions. Yeah, well, it, it's insane. They returned to WCW in 96 to 97, back to WWF when they were actually managed by uh, James Cornette. Then they went to TNA in 2003 and 2016. They went, they in 2005, they were still wrestling, which is insane. That's was really the last time in uh, June 7th of 2008 is when they wrestled the Midnight Express for the last time. Um, they've wrestled for Booker T's Pro Wrestling Alliance in 2009. Um, there has been the new Rock and Roll Express off and on that 
Ricky Morton has uh, teamed with Ricky Fuji in Japan for FMW. Uh, there's some knockoffs, we're going to call them. Um, WWE Hall of Famers in 2007. So, their championships. Uh, Appalachian Mountain Tag Team Champions one time. Continental Wrestling AWA Southern Tag Team Champions two time. CWA Tag Team Champion one time. CWA World Tag Team Champions one time. Jim Crocker Promotions NWA Tag Team Champions Mid-Atlantic Version four times. Korean Pro Wrestling NWA Tag Team Champions once. Mid-South Wrestling Association Mid-South Tag Team Champions three times. NWA Tag Team Champions two times. NWA Hall of Fame 2006. NWA Mid-Atlantic Tag uh, Wrestling Championships three times. NWA Southwest Tag Team Champions once. NWA World Wildside Tag Team Champions once. Mid-South Wrestling Association Tag Team Champ MSWA Southern Tag Team Champions one time. Pro Wrestling Alliance Tag Team Champions once. Pro Wrestling Elite Tag Team Champion. PWI ranked them uh, PWI Tag Team of the Year in 1986. Ranked them number four in the best uh, 100 tag teams. Let's go for more championships. Rocket City Championship one time in the current champion, Southern Tag Team Champions. Smoky Mountain Wrestling, uh, Smoky Mountain Wrestling Tag Team Champions 10 times. Traditional Championship Wrestling Champion one time, Tag Team Champion one time. Ultimate Championship Wrestling Tag Team Champion once. United States Wrestling NWA World Tag Team Champions once. USWA Tag Team Champions twice. Virtual Pro Wrestling Tag Team Champions once. World Organized of Wrestling, so the WOW Tag Team Champions once, and WWE Hall of Fame in 2017. So after all that, it's not a hard choice. It's the Rock and Roll Express. But I need a drink because that's a lot of championships. Jonesy. Can't hear you, Jonesy. Jonesy, unmute yourself. Hi. <laughs> I, I I think what we should have done is done a uh, um, just a, a uh, like a cast like like a cast list and let it scroll by really fast. Like when they're trying to hurry up to get the next program on. Uh, yeah, I mean the, the the Rock and Roll Express, of course. But the, they get my vote. I mean, what, what are you gonna do after you? I mean, I already looked through all this and it's like one of the hard ones to beat here because they've been, they're like that song. They've been everywhere, man. So, uh, yeah. And they're still going. They're still rocking and rolling. Yeah. Um, like you said right at the beginning, uh, when you hear one, you hear the other. And I clearly uh, did that at the start of the show by just osmosis accident uh, when I'm thinking about the Rock and Roll Express being in tonight's and the Midnight Express advancing uh, two weeks ago. And so, yeah, they're so interchangeable. And they were just on AEW uh, getting beat up by uh, FTR uh, with uh, Ricky Morton taking a spike pile driver from uh, them. So I think there was a posting by Ricky Morton on Facebook about 38 years later, they're still together or whatever it is. Um, not many tag teams can say that, that's for sure. Uh, 
You think they're going to be like me and Moolah? Eventually, yeah. You know, I was going to say the only <laughs> one that could possibly get closer, but they haven't wrestled, is often Sika because they're family and stuff like that. But, you know, these guys are still going. They don't know retirement. Uh, I guess they, shuffleboard and chess are not their uh, thing, so they have to keep on going. Um, that's definitely a 3 0 uh, victory for rock and roll. Uh, not a surprise there. <clears throat> And it moves us on to the Motor City Machine Guns taking on the APA. Jonesy, what do you got? Well, Motor City Machine Guns, it's Alex Shelby and Chris Sabin. Uh, they've been together for a bit. Uh, AAW Tag Team Championship, IWGP Junior Tag Team, uh, PWI Tag Team of the Year in 2010, Pro Wrestling Zero uh, Max, they won the late uh, weight tag for that, Ring of Honor, one time TNA, two times the, uh, both Saban and Shelley both each have won the X Division champion championships. Uh, the gauntlet for gold they won, and the tag team of the year in 2007. Uh, yes, I have here the Band the High Crusade featured this TNA Impact Team Championship holders. The band, okay, so the band, the High, that's what I have here, the High Crusade. There was a band that uh, I think they were in their music video. Anyways, that was one of my scribblings. Uh, of course, they're up against APA, uh, two guys, Fruke and Bradshaw. Uh, Fruit wrestling a heck of a lot longer than Bradshaw. Uh, we got the uh, Memphis Championship Wrestling tag team one time there, the OVW, European. Oh, no, sorry, ignore that. Uh, the WWF tag team, they won three times, and both of them are in the Hall of Fame. I'd say pound for pound, it's, I mean, obvious Fruit and Bradshaw. Uh, I think Bradshaw has the best clothesline in the business and people that take it know how to sell it well. Cause my dear God, uh, it's one of my favorite, my only favorite real thing about Bradshaw was that, uh, not a fan of him, a fan of, uh, Farouk, but, uh, the other guys, they've been around line. I think they're still around. Are they not? Yeah. They're the current impact tag team. Champions, that's like being the nice, nicest guys in prison. Ooh, nicest guy in prison. Uh, if, you know what? If if it was a real fight, then I think Fruk and Bradshaw. Well, well Fruk at least. I don't know about Bradshaw. He acts tough, but um, we all know he's a pussy because he went down in uh, the brawl for all pretty quick. So uh, I, I'm going with the Motor City Machine Guns. So definitely, I think you're going to get a heck of a lot more exciting match out of them, uh, a lot more technical. Uh, so for me, they 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 get the uh, they get the nod for me. Yeah, where you were going, I thought you were picking the APA. Um, looking at both of them, Motor City Machine Guns definitely are. Um, 
from this area. I believe uh, definitely did a lot of uh, independent wrestling before they hit it big by going to uh, TNA and now uh, back with Impact. Uh, the APA, you had two guys who were pretty much floundering in their uh, current uh, roles before they got put together. Um, the Disciples of Apocalypse or whatever they were, uh, that just wasn't really working. But uh, when they started doing the protection agency and stuff like that, that's when they were most at their uh, peak, I'd say, of popularity. They gelled really well together. They were, uh, I believe, Fruk was a part of Bradshaw's uh, wedding along with Eddie Guerrero, stuff like that. Uh, I think that gave Bradshaw that confidence to change his character and do the JBL thing. Uh, Three-time tag team champions can't go really wrong with that. But, yeah, I got to go with my Motor City Machine Guns as well. Just the longevity of them and the amount of tag team uh, titles. They also traveled uh, more around the world as a tag team than uh, freaking Bradshaw did. So, Motor City Machine Guns are uh, going through. Is it a sweep or not? It is a sweep. It was actually a fairly easy call for me. Motor City Machine Guns have been more places. APA, short time, didn't really have the competition. So Motor City will be moving on 3-0, and Sean's got the next one. Yeah. Okay. So we move on to the Brain Busters. Taking on the Rock and Sock Connection, some classic, iconic tag teams here, uh, depending on when you were watching wrestling. Uh, the Brain Busters, surprisingly, when I was looking this up, they were only together from 1986 to 1989. Uh, as we know, Tully Blanchard and Arn Anderson were the, uh, the combination. They were part of the Four Horsemen. They got put together um, as... The horsemen were uh, gathered. Uh, Arn was originally with Ole. Tully was the second most hated uh, wrestler in uh, the NWA, right behind Ric Flair. And he was a TV uh, champion, U.S. champion uh, level guy. So he was their singles guy. And the Andersons were the tag team, and Rick was their main eventer. But as they got rid of Ole and started having a revolving door of their uh, singles guy, Arn and Tully got put together. And so during that time, they ended up winning two uh, NWA tag team titles. The first one was beating uh, the Rock and Roll Express. And they ended up losing to Lex Luger and Barry Windham, of all people. Guys who uh, eventually became Four Horsemen themselves at different times. Uh, they ended up winning them back because Barry Windham became a horseman at that time. And so... They ended up uh, doing that. So that was their second title, which they lost to the Midnight Express. You're hearing a lot of these tag teams that are in this 64-man uh, tournament a lot. Wyndham and Luger, not so much. But, you know, the Rock and Roll Express and the Midnight Express. But, you know, contracts, uh, disputes, payouts uh, definitely were a problem. Um, as JR says during... Uh, Grill and JR with uh, Conrad Thompson. Usually when there's a problem with a wrestler, it's either creative or cash. And in this case, it was cash because Tully Blanchard uh, felt they got uh, 
shafted and uh, I believe JJ Dillon got three times the amount of money that uh, Tully did for a uh, possibly Starcade or something like that. Uh, whatever event it was, they had enough and left. They went to WDF. Um, they got instantly put with Bobby Heenan. And unlike other talent who end up leaving the NWA and have to change their name and stuff like that, they got to keep their names. They only changed their tag team name uh, because they were put with Bobby Heenan and they started pointing at their heads because they were smarter than everybody else. Um, they ended up becoming tag team uh, champions in WDF by beating Demolition. They uh, also lost a demolition to give them back the tag team titles. Um, Tully Blanchard ended up failing a drug test leading into the Survivor Series of 89. So he was out. Bobby Heenan took his place. Arn wasn't too thrilled, so he ended up leaving as well and going back to the NWA. But the NWA heard about Tully's uh, drug issues uh, and failure. So while Arn got to go back to the NWA, Tully was lowballed with a contract offer. He uh, refused it, went to the AWA, and so that was the end of the Brainbusters. Now we see them Wednesday nights on AEW. Uh, they were together for that tag team celebration, but they're still not a team at all. They're at odds with each other uh, to that respect. So that's the history of the Brainbusters uh, with them being a part of the Four Horsemen. Then you go over to The Rock, The Sock Connection. The Rock, Dwayne Johnson, Mick Foley, Mankind. Two really big names that came together because Mick Foley needed somebody to yeah, help him against Undertaker and Big Show, who were the tag team champions at the time. So they were formed in 1999 and were active in uh, the following year because it was late in 99 that they got together. And... It ended quickly, sort of, uh, but then 2004, they were brought back together to be at WrestleMania 20 to go against Evolution, uh, which they ended up losing that match. But we're talking about their tag team titles, and they had three WWF uh, tag team title reigns. Unfortunately, it lasted less than a month, or less than two months, really, because they won their first title together teaming uh, on their first night against Undertaker and Big Show, but then a week later, they lost them back to the Big Show and Undertaker at a Buried Alive match, thanks to uh, Triple H. Then they won them back two weeks later uh, from Big Show, uh, Midian, and Viscera, because Undertaker didn't take part in this, so because of the Ministry of Darkness, they did a free word type rule, but it was a three-on-two handicap match. Rock and Sock won the titles back, lost them three days later on uh, SmackDown to the New Age Outlaws, won them back from the New Age Outlaws, only to lose them four days later to the Holly Cousins. So that's how quickly these guys were hot potatoing the title. It's unfortunate uh, to that regards that they should have had a longer uh, connection, pardon the pun. Uh, their biggest thing that they did as a team was also the Rock This Is Your Life uh, segment that took about a half hour, but it was the highest rated segment ever. Their title reigns were very underwhelming. And as much as they are stars, and now The Rock is the biggest uh, star in Hollywood and the owner of the XFL with his ex wife and uh, partner, 
the Brainbusters had a better run as a tag team for the uh, three, three and a half years that they were together. They're most memorable. People are hyped about the fact that they're together in AEW. So for me, the Brainbusters are moving forward regardless of the hype and star status of Rock and Sock. Well, I'm going with the actual tag team and not two singles people were pushed together. Back, this would be top five tag team for me, the Brainbusters, Tully and Iron as horsemen. Unfortunately, Jim Hurt screwed them with Tully going back. So I'm going to Brainbusters because they're just they're too good of a tag team. And Jones. I think both both tag teams you're gonna good good match. Um no matter who they're against, both teams are going to give you a different style match. Brainbusters is gonna be more traditional where the rock and sock is gonna be more some camp with some uh heavier moves. Um, as far as <laughs> the draw, Rock and Sock Connection wins all the way. As far as draw, as name, the marquee, that like ah, but I mean, even though I'm I I, I uh, the Brainbusters, I thought they'd have more tag team gold together uh, over the over that period of time, but they they didn't. Uh, Brainbusters only get my vote because they're a good team. I'd rather watch the Rock and Stock over them, mind you, only, depending who they're going against, only because they're going to have much bigger names to go against than the Brainbusters ever got. But my vote goes to the Brainbusters. So that's a 3 and 0 uh, for them. And that moves us mm. on to the next one. That is New Age Outlaws against Jack and Jerry Briscoe. So not a lot I can find. What I can tell is the Briscoes started teaming in 1969 to 89. One definite tag team championships. Uh, looks like... Um, NWA Florida tag team champions eight time with with Jack, with the Briscoes, NWA United States Tag Team Champion, the Florida version twice, NWA North American Tag Team Champions, Florida version twice, um, two-time NWA Georgia Tag Team Champions, um, NWA Ta World Tag Team Champions, Mid-Atlantic version three times, um, PWI ranked them number 54 in the top 100 best tag teams. Um, World Wrestling Council NW or World W World Wrestling Council North American Tag Team Champions once. Uh, that's really all I could find. And then you got the New Age Outlaws, uh, Jesse James, then uh, the Road Dog, Jesse James, and then turned into BG James. You then have. Um, Billy Gunn, Rockabilly, Kip James. They both were like mid-carters after the Smoking Guns broke up. Formed in 97. 
um, October 4th on Shotgun Saturday night, which I did not remember. Um, obviously joined DX in 97. Um, they split in 99 and went their own ways. They actually reunited in um, TNA in 2006 as the James Gang. Um, then they went to the Voodoo Kin Mafia, VKM. Then they came back to WWE from 2012 to 2015 and in 2018. Uh, they're one-time Freedom Pro Tag Team rest, uh, Champions. Uh, Maryland Championship Wrestling Tag Team Champions once. PWI ranked them number 43 in the best 100 tag teams. Uh, they were the tag team, PWI's Tag Team of the Year in 1998. They won uh, TWA uh, Powerhouse Tag Team Champions once. One time uh, WWE Tag Team Champions. Uh, five time WWF World Tag Team Champions. Um, I'm thought for sure that they were they had won at NWA Tag Team Championship but in the TNA version but they didn't I'm still going the New Age Outlaws um, they came together and they it worked uh, the Briscoes I, obviously we didn't see them I didn't see them so I'm going the Outlaws Jonesy uh the Outlaws, to me, were what well, was a tag team that rose from ashes, uh, and it and it worked. I thought they were very fresh for their time. Uh, their matches were usually at least good, if not excellent. Uh, they did have some bad sportsmanship uh, to them, uh, at least according to Mick Foley. Uh, because of uh, being dumped in a dumpster with his partner and chucked over the ramp. Uh, he wasn't happy about that. Uh, but uh, they did hold the company record for the longest time in between title reigns, uh, over 14 years. I mean, the Briscoes, they got a lot that that they've done, uh, good career and all that. But again, I'm just looking at, you know, you look at what the new law uh, New Age Outlaws, what they came from, and the longevity of their tag team with breaks. Uh, they're, they're, they're one of the ones that, you know, you can still put those two guys together and they'd still be worth the money. Uh, so the New Age Outlaws get the get my vote. Well, uh, not much more that can be said because, like, Steven said we didn't really see uh, much of the uh, Briscoes. They didn't really travel too much. They weren't on a uh, huge national uh, platform like the New Age Outlaws did. It's a shame and kind of surprising that with how talented uh, Kip uh, Sop is, that he kind of got left out to nowhere uh, after they broke up the uh, smoking guns and obviously that rockabilly thing didn't work out and tried to put him with the honky dog man. Uh, and of course you got Jesse James who, uh, or, you know, he listened to uh, Jeff Jarrett and walked out on the company before they could really pull off the double J versus double J thing. Uh, 
and hey, he's talented. He he sang that song. I love that uh, song with my baby tonight. But it wasn't until they got together uh, and said enough of floundering and formed the New Age Outlaws. They were starting to get hot then, and they got hooked up with uh, DX when Shawn Michaels ended up leaving, and Triple H formed a bigger faction than just himself and uh, uh, Shawn and China. And so that momentum carried them really far. I believe I was uh, at their last uh, tag team uh, title win, which I believe was at the Royal Rumble in Pittsburgh that I saw. So I got to see their uh, title uh, win that one. Um, yeah, I love the New Age Outlaws. They're moving on 3 nothing, And that brings us to our next matchup. The Hybrid 2 taking on The Outsiders. All right. Uh, the Hybrid 2, I don't know a lot about them, but I have been watching their matches. Um, it's Angelico and Jack Evans. Uh, they're working in AEW right now, and they were in Lucha Libre, where they won the Tag Team Championships uh, three times. I mean, they're, they're a great tag team. Uh, but you draw the outsiders and they, to me, they, they're not just two guys that were slapped together. They were a team for a while. Uh, maybe not the greatest team, but as far as two names, uh, like again, you, you put them against anyone and you're going to believe that the outsiders could win no matter how good the team that they're going against, there's a chance they could win because they, they cheat. They're also both, well, Razor's a good wrestler. Um, <laughs> the other one is okay. Uh, they got the tag team, the Outsiders got the tag team of the year in 97. Uh, they ranked number 40 out of the 100 best, EWI 2003. Uh, they got a tag team champion in TNA uh, and then some uh, stuff in WCW. Oh, yeah, they got the World Heavyweight Championship. That was Kevin Nash. Uh, Hall did some stuff, but uh, I'm skipping through that. The tag teams, they got six of them. Uh, actually, seven. One's with six. Oh, no, sorry, six of them. One was with six. Because uh, six would a substitute for Hall when Hall was, you know. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, the, 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 I mean, the outsiders. I, I yeah, think uh, they're not that they're not that great as a tag team, but who they're up against, I mean, yeah. They get that they get my vote. Yeah, when you think about these two uh, teams, not many people will even think about the hybrid two that much. You haven't really seen them much lately, uh, even on AEW. I don't know if that's because of the COVID uh, issue that they've decided to stay home. They were huge in uh, Mexico. I've seen uh, I've seen them on Dark. The last couple of weeks they've been on Dark. Okay, so they might be back uh, doing stuff at uh, Daly's Place, but they haven't uh, been back on Dynamite and if you're watching Dynamite, that's probably the only thing that matters with AEW. Like, how many people are watching Dark? If you're stuck there, yeah, not uh, doing much for you. Then you got the New Age Outlaws. Um, yeah, they were two 
individual stars that were put together. I'm not sure if they teamed together briefly uh, as Diamond Stud and um, also Vinny Vegas before yeah, the exchange. Yeah, with uh, DDP. Uh, so they had that, that sort of connection that way. But these two guys became best friends in the business, uh, part of the clique, uh, five guys who were basically inseparable except for, once again, Cash and Creative got in the way. And um, Hall and Nash ended up leaving WWE to go to WCW. Now, thankfully, because of their reputation that they built for themselves in WWE, they were a huge deal coming back to WCW. Becoming the NWO, they set the business on fire. Uh, so they need to be the tag team. Hogan was the singles guy. And all the tag team titles that they end up having, whether it was politically motivated or not, they led a division. They led a company to beating WWE for 83 weeks, as the podcast is called. So if it wasn't for them uh, doing that, being the team, being the NWO, there would be nothing uh, for that. They have such a bigger resume as a team than the Hybrid 2. And just for that uh, success, New Age Outlaw, I mean, the Outsiders are definitely uh, getting my vote. 3 nothing or 2-1? 3 nothing. It wasn't even hard. This was a very easy 3 nothing. This isn't a surprise to me. Yeah. So then that brings us on to the Lucha Brothers taking on the Road Warriors. Uh, wow. Uh, this one, there's a lot of uh, titles uh, between these uh, two teams to talk about. The Lucha Brothers, um, obviously our brothers, uh, Pentagon Jr. and Phoenix, Debuted in 2007 together. Uh, Title-wise, they won the AAW one time, Clash of Lucha Libre once, House of Glory once, Impact once, Lucha Libre uh, AAA two times, uh, Major League Wrestling once, PWG uh, one time, Wrestling Alliance Revolution one time, Extreme Mexican Wrestling one time, CBS Sports Tag Team of the Year in 2019, uh, Wrestling Observer Tag Team of the Year in 2019 as well, and they're currently in the AEW doing this odd uh, pairing with Butcher and the Blade, and now as of uh, this past uh, episode on Saturday, um, teaming with Eddie Kingston. So uh, I don't know what's going on with that. They probably would have been better off staying over in Impact with how they were uh, doing a lot of good things with uh, Santana and Ortiz. They could have done uh, a lot better. But that's Pentagon Jr. and Ray Phoenix. Then we're going over to the Legion of Doom. The Road Warriors, originally, uh, from Chicago. Uh, they just had also a uh, Dark Side of the Ring episode in Season 2. Hawk, uh, unfortunately, passed away in 2003 at the age of 46. Animal is still going. He had a couple other tag team partners um, after uh, Hawk uh, and him broke up and after Hawk's death. 
Uh, Hawk even broke away from Animal and uh, had a partner power in uh, uh, Japan for a bit, but they were talking mostly, or only, these uh, Hawk and Animal pairing. They were formed in 83. They uh, were inducted in Cauliflower Alley uh, Club in 2020, the WD Hall of Fame uh, 2011, NWA Hall of Fame 2012. Now for the, once again, a scroll, just like uh, Rock and Roll Express with the tag team titles that they had. All Japan, NWA, one time. International Superstars, one time. AWA, one time. Catch Wrestling, one time. Fighting World uh, Japan, one time. Georgia Championship Wrestling, the NWA, four times. Uh, I-Generation, two times. Independent Pro, one time. Uh, Jim Crockett Promotions, WCW, they won the Crockett Cup uh, in 86. NWA, uh, six-man tag team champions with Dusty Rhodes twice, one time with Tenru. And NWA Mid-Atlantic, one time. Uh, PNG, uh, one time, or PWG, one time, and WWF Tag Team Champions, two times. Uh, I tried to cut this a lot shorter than, I'll, if you look at their Wikipedia page, it just goes on forever. Um, but, yeah, I have to go with, obviously, the Legion of Doom Road Warriors over the Lucha Brothers. Just too much history, too much gold. LOD Road Warriors. Steven? Oh, this is easy. You also forgot uh, Rookies of the Year in 93, Tag Team of the Year in 1984. Sorry, Rookies of the Year in 83, Tag Team of the Year in 84, Tag team, PWI Tag Team of the Year 83 to 85 and 88. PWI ranked them number one of the 100 best tag teams. This is a no-brainer. <laughs> I know, it's like this forever rolling green green ongoing so i've got led because we could talk about them all day just like the rock and roll express so i'm going easy lod of course there's another one you forgot here uh one that really sticks out for me is the tokyo sports the best foreigner award i mean guys with mohawks and they get a foreigner award fantastic uh, of course, the Road Warriors. Yeah, I'd say the unfortunate blemishes on their career have to be uh, Rocco and unfortunately oh. uh, reliving uh, Hawks. Uh, we don't talk about it. Nope. But, <laughs> but the tag team titles speak for themselves. I don't I think, think that's about me. I'm. I would not be. I would be more embarrassed about the Rocco thing. See, the Rocco was awful because they didn't they didn't present it right. It was just all of a sudden, hey, guess what? They had a puppet now, yay! Oh, it was awful. But my other issue was, I don't believe that they should have been dealing with people's personal demons. No, no, I. But I, I actually, I think I'm I'm more ashamed that the WWF put a doll with a bunch of tough guys. That had to have been punishment. It had to have been. (laughs) I don't know. Okay, so that was an easy 3-0. That didn't surprise me. 
now we're going on to the Good Brothers, the Bullet Club, Gallows and Anderson versus the New Day, which is me. Final so match of this round. So we're going to start with the New Day. Basically, three singles wrestlers who never could break through came together. They started very dark, thought they were going to be heels, but then they, like the gospel-y, it was really weird from 2014, 2015. And then they changed these like weird fan favorites in 2015 to 2017. I mean, often on, SmackDown champions from 2017-2019. Fortunately, Biggie or uh, well, Biggie's a singles right now because Kofi's hurt and Xavier's hurt. Um, they PWI Tag Team of the Year 2015-2016. Um, Rolling Stones w, WWE Ta- uh, Wrestler of the Year. Um, Wrestling Observer Best Gimmick of 2015. They're a two-time Raw Tag Team Champion and a six-time SmackDown Champion. Then you've got the Good Brothers um, or the Bullet Club. That's how they originally started. Um, Started teaming together in um, 2013 um, in New Japan. Uh, Wrestled basically there from 2013 to 2016. They were in ROH when the ROH and New Japan had a working relationship in 2014 to 2016. Wrestled all over the world in between 2014 and 2016. Then they were signed to the WWE, which I think we can all say that was a mistake. Uh, From 2016 to 2020, they really didn't do anything, unfortunately. They are three-time IWGP Tag Team Champions. Uh, They did win the World Tag League in 2013. Uh, Two-time Raw Tag Team Champion. And I don't remember this, but I guess I should. There's a WWE Tag Team World Cup that they won in 2019. That was uh, Saudi Arabia. Okay. I'm still going Bullet Club, Gallows, and Anderson. I'm not... I don't like the new day. I think I'm not the one who they're obviously targeting with the new day. I don't get the, the throwing of the pancakes and that's just not for me. I'm going Anderson's and gallows. They actually have competition or had competition over in um, Japan. Winning the IWGP tag team champions three times is quite an accomplishment. They were huge over in Japan being part of the bullet club. I'm going uh, Good Brothers. Jonesy? Can't hear you again. You're muted again. There we go. <laughs> there Keep we forgetting go. to take that off. So, Sean, you're going to be the tiebreaker in this one because... Uh, I think New Day, they, they've just done more, uh, achieved more and on a higher level. Um, yes, the other team is one to three I, uh, WGP, but after that, there's not a whole lot of other stuff they've, they've done. They've got the 
WWE twice, but uh, I don't know. The, the, the New Day is a team that shouldn't have worked, but they took a crappy... Uh, I think it was a good idea, but it was crappily handled. And if anything, at that time, they should have Brother Love introduce them. Really, I don't know. I did, But what New Day yeah, turned it into... What they've turned it into uh, is not for the serious wrestling fan, but uh, to me, they just... The New Day is a team that I don't think is ever going to be close to the best, but with what they got, they made gold out of it, and somehow it worked. So that's why they they get my vote and not get cast off the island. Well, as you said, I am the tiebreaker. Um, I'm a fan of Kofi Kingston. I saw Xavier when he was Austin Creed over in uh, TNA uh, doing the Apollo Creed thing. Uh, Big E, second uh, NXT champion, when they got together as a team, it looked like they were going to be sort of a nation of domination thing, and then they put the gospel thing with them. I don't get the pancakes and the cereal and the unicorns. Definitely out for the children um, aspect of things. Uh their competition, unfortunately, in WD has not been that great because WD doesn't take tag teams as serious as they uh, should. They look like it for a little bit. They stack up on tag teams, and next thing you know, poof, they're gone, and you're down to the titles being traded between two teams only. Um, that's unfortunately why they have uh, so many tag team titles, them and the Usos. Uh, just lack of people to work with, unfortunately. Um, Gallows and Anderson, that is a tag team that unfortunately got abused in uh, WWE. Uh, even the association with AJ Styles wasn't enough to help them. Uh, when they tried to leave the first time, they got given the titles as a uh, throwing a bone to keep them there. They got money thrown at them. And they st uh, stayed, but then as soon as COVID happened, apparently, if you believe what happened, uh, Paul Heyman had nothing for them and suggested Vince to let them go. And so they're gone. They're over in um, Impact right now. Uh, they're probably going to end up being t Impact uh, Tag Team Champions eventually, uh, taking them off uh, Mars City Machine Guns. They had international travel. They did a lot of work um, and tag team titles. So they might not make it uh, much further, but they are going into the second round. Uh, so is that a 2-1 or a... It is a 2-1 victory for the Bullet Club, which that concludes our first round. And you just hate unicorns. <laughs> okay, uh, so a recap. To have Steven give us a rundown of what shook out. So round one had Crusher and Bruiser beat the Heart Foundation to one. You had uh, Miracle and Violence simply just lose to Rock and Roll Express because we could have had I could have talked for three hours about them. 
Uh, Motor City Machine Guns beat APA 3-0, which, not surprised Motor City Machine Guns won. I expect it to go 2-1, that one. Uh, Brain Busters beat Rock and Sock Connection, again, uh, 3-0. I did not expect the Brain Busters to win. I actually, I had them to win, but I didn't expect it. Um, another one that I didn't, I thought it might go 2-1. New Age Outlaws beat the Briscoes, uh, 3-0. They're all 3 nothings on this one. I don't think you'll find too many 3 nothings in the next round. Um, Hybrid 2 lost... 3-0 to the Outsiders, which was pretty easy to predict that one. LOD beat Lucha Bros, 3-0. And Bullet Club of Gallows and Anderson or the Good Brothers beat the New Day 2-1. Um, Jonesy, was there anything that surprised you round one? Jonesy, you're on mute again. Get your shit together, Jonesy. I'll, I'll tell you something about me. I I can forget something continuously, no matter how many times I, I'm told. So you do have to tell me because I I I, I uh, should have seen me playing uh, Street Fighter games. It was terrible. I keep forgetting what to do. Um, back to the Heart Foundation. Uh, what happened? Like, I mean, they're good tag, but honestly, I've never been a huge fan of the Heart Foundation. They're, they're a great team to see, and they always have good matches in that, but there was better tag teams out there as far as showy. You know, i much rather watch Demolition over Heart Foundation because Heart Foundation was, were too goody two-shoes for me. They were much better when they were bad. I, I think they should have stayed a bad team, have their good little run, but I don't know. I think but yeah, that one, that one, that one surprised me because I did, I did originally have them. I was gonna vote for them, but I looked at the Crusher and Bruiser again, and I went, eh. Yeah, I have to agree with you on that one. That, as I said from the beginning, was a, uh, my surprise of the uh, first round because I too would have had the Heart Foundation advancing, but when we're comparing the two teams, uh, just longevity and. Resume, yeah, I'm just surprised. Heart Foundation against maybe any other tag team uh, probably would have advanced, but they got the draw and just the history uh, was their downfall, not uh, their style or anything. Just they weren't together that long. The Heart Foundation weren't together long. Not in comparison, no. No. So in second round, here's your matchups. Crusher and Bruiser versus the Rock and Roll Express. Bye, Crusher and Bruiser. Uh, Motor City Machine <laughs> versus the Brain Busters. Uh, New Age Outlaws versus the Outsiders, which is interesting. And LOD versus the Good Brothers, Bullet Club, Gallows and Anderson, who had a good run after winning one match. Um, so I don't remember where we are in the whole. Jonesy gets to start us off with. The Crusher and Bruiser taking on Rock and Roll Express. Yeah, so Crusher, <laughs> Crusher, I mean, uh, Crusher and Bruiser, they're tough guys and all that. But Rock and Roll Express, why even bother? Um, I've actually, I don't think I've ever seen the Rock and Roll Express live. 
I don't think I've ever actually seen them perform live. Have either of you? No, I've not uh, been at an arena with them. Um, uh, my biggest regret is not being able to see the rock and roll and the midnight. Well, maybe they need to come here before they retire, just so we oh. can see them. Because you think how long they've been around and at the had a chance to see them, man. <laughs> they have wrestled here in Toronto as a tag team against the Midnight. I would have been in 85, 86-ish. Mm. But with COVID, I don't know if you'll ever see Americans cross the border for a while. So who are you, you got the rock and roll, Jonesy? Yeah, rock and roll. I could uh, win that one. Chris? Yeah, I am going with Sean. Oh, Sean, whatever. <laughs> I am going also with Rock and Roll Express. Just uh, like I just mentioned with Crusher and Bruiser, uh, longevity and uh, resume pales in comparison to the Rock and Roll Express. Uh, so that's pretty easy. I'm betting it's a clean sweep on that one. This one is a clean sweep, 3 nothing. Uh, unfortunately... Crusher and Bruiser ran into the Rock and Roll Express. Yeah. Bad draw. Which brings us to Emergency Machine Guns and the Brain Busters. Emergency um, Machine Guns, ta current tag team champions. Um, yeah. But it's the Brain Busters. Uh, I honestly have to go with the Busters over... Uh, Motor City Machine Guns, uh, even though they traveled more and uh, probably uh, definitely more titles, just the uh, history people are going to remember Arn and Tully over Motor City Machine Guns. The signal of excellence. Unfortunately, the machine guns, other than TNA and ROH, they just haven't done anything. I'm going to Brain Busters. Jonesy? And I agree with everything you both said. So 3 0? Yes, it is. Okay, well, that's interesting. Didn't expect 3 0. I think it's just the, 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 the last four teams will be the tough ones. That's it. <laughs> Uh, so now I've got me, and it's the out New Age Outlaws versus the Outsiders. I'm going the Outsiders. Uh, if I had to pay money to see a tag team in the height of their popularity, I'm going to see the Outsiders because they made me fall back in love with wrestling, that NWA angle. So I'm going the Outsiders. They're pretty much equal tag team championships really so i just think also the outsiders had better competition in the tag teams at the steiners had them heat uh, faces of fear nasty boys public enemy they had a lot of tag teams that they could and actually have good matches with so i'm going outsiders jonesy if i was going by wrestling rules as far as how they were booked in places like wcw and yeah, the Outsiders would, would get past the Outlaws. However, the Outlaws are younger, even in today's age. You take 
outsiders of prime against outlaws of now the outlaws would outwork the crap out of them too so again sean you get to tie breaker because again the, the outlaws won't go down as the greatest tag team but they're definitely they're to me they're kind of like brain busters as far as respect because I mean, again, with Are you the drinking? outlaws. No, you never use brainbusters and outlaws in the same. No, no. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> in fact, in fact, the outlaws have done more. Oh, than, but wrestling style. Than, we never compare them. Well, no, no, no. Oh, no, not wrestling style, dear lord, no, not wrestling style. But I'm far. I'm saying as far as respect amongst fans, it's like. You know you're going to get good work out of Tolly and Arn. You know you're going to get good work out of the Outlaws. I mean, those two together in a match. Um, and did they ever go against each other? What, in wrestling, um, did, did any of oh, them maybe, ever, like Armstrong's maybe? No. Well, in TNA, you could have had, I guess, the kit, the James gang versus the band maybe? But I don't – I couldn't tell you 100%. Yeah, that would be the only chance I think that they would have uh, crossed paths with it would have been in TNA. Uh, so star, Yeah, star power, yeah, Outsiders has, but that Outlaws to me are just a better team. Your official vote goes to? Outlaws. Outlaws. So I do get to break the tie. Um I would agree with a lot of uh, some of uh, the things that you were saying, Jones. Uh, I would probably prefer to watch a, a New Age Outlaws match. I would find them probably more entertaining. But as I pointed out when I uh, first talked about the Outsiders, they were the ones who sparked the revolution, the Monday Night Wars, the uh, Hogan. Yeah, well, they weren't sure who was going to be the third. Come on, it could have been Mabel. <laughs> or it, it was almost a Sting. It should uh, have been Sting. Yeah, well, it would have been, been awesome. If you, if you believe Dave Meltzer, it was supposed to be Mabel as the third guy. But uh, Sting almost had it. Hogan decided to sign in and go for it. Uh, but it was sparked by the entrance of the New Age, I mean, the Outsiders. And so... The Outsiders are getting my vote. Uh, and that brings us to the Road Warriors taking on the Bullet Club. Oh, we have um, to actually... I'm, I'm start with you get to start this one. Need a little puck like they do in uh, Texas Hold'em. Um, well, I mean, Road Warriors. That's it. Yeah, um, if that's as quickly as you're going to do it, which is understandable. Like, uh, it's hard not to uh, disagree on that one. Uh, just too long of a resume as I put up on screen uh, for those watching along with us. Uh, yeah, too much history, too much gold. Possibly better workers are the Bullet Club, but as far as uh, history... It's Road Warriors. 
Oh, for sure the better workers would be Gallows and Anderson, but this is an easy 3-0 uh, LOD. And I'm pretty sure Gallows and Anderson would say tell you the same thing. So in our second round, this was, I expect a lot more two ones, but we had Rock and Roll Express beat Crusher and Bruiser 3-0. This one was probably the surprise. I thought this one for sure would be 2-1. Uh, Brain Busters beat Motor City Machine Guns 3-0. You had the Outsiders beat uh, New Age Outlaws 2-1. And then the non-shock of the the night was LOD beating Gallows and Anderson 3-0. Now, this is going to be interesting because our semifinals are Rock and Roll Express versus Brain Busters and Outsiders versus LOD Roadwires. This was actually my final four. So this will be interesting. And that leads me starting off with the rock and rolls and the brain busters. Um, I'm just going to click that one there. Really good tag teams. Both of them are. Uh, but rock and roll express have the longevity 38 years versus three and a half years. Uh, can't deny the rock and rolls uh, going to the finals. So they are moving on. Is it going to be a clean sweep? Steven, are you, are you sending them uh, on and we'll go to Jonesy? I've got rock and roll express winning. Yeah, um, I love the brain busters, but unfortunately Luck of the draw, you draw Rock and Roll Express. So, and this has happened in uh, Jim Crockett promotions a sh a shit ton uh, as Horseman versus Rock and Roll. So, Jonesy Jones, yes, by the Rock and Roll. Okay, and that brings us to our second semifinal match. With the Outsiders versus the Road Warriors. Oh, this is easy. I've got the Road Warriors. It was this one was an easy one. Jonesy. I mean, again, I mean, you look at the resumes; it's almost the same. The only difference here is Hall and Nash are bigger names. They, they now they're not better wrestlers than the other, but I mean Hall's pretty definitely is in there as a good wrestler. But uh, if I'm going for names, I mean and and gate and all that other stuff, the 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 outsiders. But I mean the the, rock, the, the road warriors just have too much, just too much. And I'm not a huge of the road warriors. And one thing I've definitely noticed is, you know, as much as I, I loved the WWF as a child and later on as an adult, I, my God, did the Vince McMahon and WWF cartoon a shit out of a lot of good teams in that and just hid what they, you know, go up there and wrestle and have a great match. But as far as TV and that, I want you to be goofy and completely different from, you know, uh, because, I mean, the Road Warriors, they, they were the cartoon versions of themselves in, in, in WWE. But uh, you take that out, 
it's more the WCW years, the NWA years that made them who they are. So it's the Road Warriors. Yeah, it's going to be a clean sweep on this round as well with Road Warriors beating the Outsiders. Um, yeah, just too much uh, longevity, history, and world traveling compared to uh, the Outsiders. Uh, no matter what the I said earlier about them sparking a revolution, the history is just too much. So the Road Warriors are moving on to of the finals. So our semifinals had Rock and Roll Express beating Brainbusters 3-0. Mm, I was kind of surprised not 2-1, but not that surprised. And then I had the Road Warriors. We had the Road Warriors beat the Outsiders 3-0, which doesn't surprise me. This was my finale. Um, I won't. But that was on my paper. You can't see it, but that was actually who I had in the finale. Um, we have the Rock and Roll Express versus LOD, the Road Warriors, which... We both, well, you heard me talk about the uh, Rock and Roll Express, which took, I think, for 12 hours, I felt like talking, and Sean scrolled through LOD, so I'm not really 100% sure where this is going to go. Jones, Jones again. starts. Yeah. Good luck, Jonesy. <laughs> um, you know, you could have, Brainbusters could have had a vote, but he didn't vote for him. I don't know why, but... Uh, so rock and roll and road warriors. Uh, I'm 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 pretty sure this happened. Numerous times. Yeah. So as far as longevity, and, and I mean, for me, it's it's rock and roll express. Road warriors are a good team. They're they're everything you want in the in in a tag team, but they didn't have the depth. That the Rock and Roll Express have, they they both are very close in working good as a tag team, but I think Rock and Roll got a little more there too. The only thing that the Road Warriors got over the Rock and Roll Express, besides physiques, is their entrance. I mean, the Road Warriors' entrance is probably one of the best. Just the C live and especially with the wwf theme song that they used uh, but it's the it's the rock and roll express i mean they're just they're again that the, they're one of the top ones so it's rock and roll all the way yeah um this one is a tough one we looked at uh, everything that they have gold history uh, what a rush. I'm going to pick the Road Warriors and leave Steven to be the one who breaks the tie, which I can figure out where he's going considering where we went on the first night. Yeah, rock and roll. As that, I expected. That rock and roll. Uh, you can't deny who they are. Roadway longevity, roadway is just I love them. I love them. They just came became too much 
comedy in the WWE. Never were able to be that really tagged, dominant tag team in Japan. So I'm going the Rock and Roll Express. So this is interesting. So we have Rock and Roll Express winning 2-1. They're moving on to the final uh, four. The final four, which has Midnight Express taking on the Dudley Boys. Uh, Jonesy, was there any? Are you surprised the Rock and Roll win or? No, I mean, you know, when you look at who is in it, if I was to put money, I, I think we all would have won on Rock and Roll Express. Uh, I mean, LOD, I think they had a they had a wonderful celebration when they won their tag team title in the WWE. They look good in the WWE, their costumes and everything. But again, it was the cartoon version of because a lot of that that I seen, I never seen when they were in NWA and all that. I, I heard about it. I seen the posters. My one friend, Ben, of, um, was a fan of the LOD and he had the old picture of them with green paint on and all this. And I'm like, Ooh, that's special. Cause you know, that's, they looked meaner and I'm like, wow, that's the same tag team. What the, but uh, yeah. Uh, but rock and roll express. I'm not a fan of rock and roll express. I, I, I'm not, but you, you, you can't deny the fact that they, in fact, I think I'm a fan now of them only because I mean, the two old guys that, obviously could still kick a lot of these wrestlers asses as far as working. And I, and I do believe they are going to be the new may uh, and uh, Mula team, man. I can see these guys taking shots in their seventies. So let's talk about next week. Cause these are some of the tag. These are the last uh, tag 16 tag teams. You'll see next week. Midnight Rockers, The North, Public Enemy, The Bar, which is Cesaro and Sheamus, Harlem Heat, Natural Disasters, Demolition, Edge and Christian, War Machine, which is also known as The Viking Raiders, The Dark Family, The Funks, The Dream Team, Minnesota Wrecking Crew, which is Gene and Ole Anderson, Colossal Connections, World's Greatest Tag Team, which is Haas and Benjamin, and probably the worst tag team in the world right now, The Young Bucks. Um, is there any tag teams next week that stand out for you right now, Jonesy? That you're like, well, one that's one that stands out that makes me mad because I know they won't go far, but I, I think they are the ultimate tag team, the Colossal Connection. I really do. Um, except for the fact it was when Andre was, you know, done, he was just there for show, but uh. If, if it was when he was at his peak, I don't care if they only ever won one championship. The Giant and anyone else is going to be a good tag team. And then when you have Haku, especially the longevity that Haku has, uh, I, I, I'd like to see them get much further in it. But they probably won't. They might make it past the Wrecking Crew, but after that, I think they'd be, they, they'd be done. Yeah, uh, and public enemy. I love public right. enemy. Is there anyone, Sean, that you're interested in next week? Well, I look at some of the teams that are in here, and 
they it does span all decades and organizations more so than uh, probably any of the other uh, brackets uh, that are here because you got current teams like uh, the North and Viking Raiders and then you got the Funks uh, and every team in between that you got teams from the eighties, nineties, two thousands with uh, the world's greatest tag team. Like it's so all over the place and it can go anywhere. You have Demolition, who everybody loves and reveres as one of the greatest tag teams ever. But Harlem Heat, a 10-time tag team uh, champion, is in there. The Funks are multi-time tag team champions as well, and they're brothers. So where it goes, who knows? This is going to be probably the most awkward um, uh, for outcomes. Like I don't think anybody can look at uh, the... Uh, brackets right now and go that's your winner like it's going to go places that probably people won't imagine it going uh so that's going to wrap us up for this week as you see scrolling along the bottom uh some hashtags we are scumbags you can find us on uh, facebook with scumbags wrestling twitter scumbags canada instagram scumbags wrestling uh, hashtag also scumbags podcast hashtag FWT and hashtag fantasy warfare tournament. Uh, that's where you can find us. We are also uh, putting this up audio wise. So whether you're watching us, you can also take us on the road with you in your car and hear us on Stitcher, Spotify, iHeartRadio, iTunes, or wherever else you get your podcast from. So this is going to be found everywhere. And one last plug. Before we go, Jonesy, what do you got coming up with the uh, Wrestling Trivia Challenge? Well, uh, probably going to do a live show soon. If I can't get any episodes up right now, I'm having trouble loading anything on it. I don't know why, uh, but eventually that uh, will be new stuff going there. So but I'm not every pretty much every mon every Monday. I'm hoping a new show. Excellent. So if people want to get in, uh, in on the show, how can they reach you? They can go on Facebook and uh, Wrestling Trivia Game Show Challenge, or uh, through Scumbags. You can find them in there. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So we've had a couple of good games uh, so far. Um, hopefully, uh, some competition steps up. We're looking for a challenge out there, some new com uh, competitors as well. So, contact Chris, get in part of the trivia challenge. It's just like that uh, game show hosted by Alex Trebek, and uh, you can have fun and learn something at the same time. So, until next week, have a great one, and we will see you then.